The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. That Consumer Ninja, of course, is none other than Wendy Nola. Um, talk about loopholes, Wendy Nola, and this is off the top yes, of your exactly. head. Um, before we get into that big loophole, um, I, I, I was in a shop over the weekend and mm. I bought an item and I walked out with this particular said item. It was rather large um, and I tried to fit it into the boot of my car and it wouldn't fit into the boot of my car. It needs to fit into the boot of my car because it is to trans- uh, transport an animal. So it's one of these um, sort of cages that, they, that, that uh, dog breeders use and others use. Yes. Uh, and so I went straight back into the shop. I said, terribly sorry. I made a horrible mistake actually this cage is far too big could i swap it and they said of course no problem at all and i said oh, well that bag of dog food as well thank you very much and so i was due some money back not very much but i said um, and then i was you must take a gift card so i don't want a gift card um, because it's just going to go into a pile of gift cards that I will forget about, and then you will get the benefit of the money and i won't i'd like a refund please no you must have a gift card as our policy and i went really and then I thought of throwing the Protection of Personal Information Act or something at them. And I thought, no, don't be a prat. CPA. Ask Wendy first. CBA, Consumer Protection Act. That's what I was going to do. Um, and yes, I thought and to myself, would, have been, would I have been, been in my rights? You would have been a too if you'd done that. Would yes. I have been? Oh, because, dear. Good thing. Yes. Here's why. Just quickly, because I want to talk about the uh, banking things. Um, the, not, the Consumer Protection Act and all other Consumer Protection Acts in the world um, don't give consumers the right to take back goods for, you know, an exchange, a credit, much less a refund, if there's nothing wrong with them. If they do take back such goods, it's a goodwill customer service kind of thing. Unless you buy it online, that's a different story. You have a cooling off period to just change your mind. It doesn't have to be broken. But um, when you buy it in a store, you go and you look, you touch, you feel, you forgot to take your measuring tape and um, it's too big or doesn't fit or it's your bum looks too big in it when you get home or whatever, you don't actually have any legal right at all. So if they do take it back as out of the goodness of their hearts, they get to make the rules. And it's usually things like within 30 days with proof of purchase. And, and it's not it's very seldom for a refund. So they'll give you a credit note or an exchange or in your case, you took something for that cost less. And so they'll give you the difference on a gift card. That why should they lose the sale because you didn't do your homework properly? <laughs> no, exactly right. No, I just no, no. I'm, I'm I'm just delighted that I behaved myself. Um, no, I was wondering about that, and and I just oh, I just took the cage for a walk. Actually, I didn't take it out. I mean, okay, just out. It was just a brief walk. It took about thirty seconds. Um, and then you realise that oh my goodness, me, I've made a mistake. Anyway, good. I'm glad that we didn't fall out over that. Now, talk to me, please, about prescription so because um, this is important. Prescription is, of course, a feature of our society when it comes to outstanding debts. It is. And um, the reason I'm talking about it again, you'll remember we chatted about uh, prescriptions, Prescription Act and it, or how it worked on a recent money show. And it got, and it prompted a wave of emails into my inbox, probably more so than any money show chat we've had that I can think of. Just, just so many people with it. Yeah, really huge, Bruce. And it's probably going to happen again, but that's fine. Um, and the reason I'm talking about it again is that the Ombudsman for Banking Services, we're in the annual report release um, phase now, the next couple of weeks. So the Ombudsman for Banking Services released its annual report for 2021 earlier today. 
And in among its um, many very interesting case studies that um, they've shared in this report, unfortunately without naming the banks, um, it was one about prescription. And so before I get, and it was just alarming, my mouth fell open and that's saying a lot. Um, so, so essentially your debt is considered to be prescribed if in terms of the Prescription Act, uh, in the previous three years, you've not made any payment towards settling it, acknowledged owing the money in any way, and that includes saying, okay, I'll pay you when I get a job or whatever, um, asking what is the debt now, that's acknowledging it. If you haven't done that and you haven't been summoned in respect of it, there's no judgment against your name uh, relating to that debt, it is prescribed. Um, it doesn't include home loans and um, any state-related debt like rates and taxes and TV debts and, uh, and all of traffic fines and all that. But um, so what's happened is the collection of prescribed debts is a, is, is a huge source of income for the debt collection industry. Some of it is collected by the credit providers themselves, mainly banks, and then much of it is written off by the credit providers and then sold to debtors for a song, a few cents on the rand. They then inflate the original debt with interest and costs and basically thumbsucker figure. They don't have any background on it. They just have your name and your and your cell number or whatever, and uh, and then they demand this money for you. But they're getting the money for themselves, those guys that have bought the debts, right? Anyway, um, so according to the Act, only consumers who know about prescription and raise it as a defense in the face of a demand can benefit from it benefit from it so you don't know you say yes okay or i can't pay right now or can i make a plan sorry for you gong it was prescribed but by now you acknowledging the debt now your three-year clock starts all over again and then there was this change in 2015 where the national credit act was amended but amended to say no you actually credit providers you can't collect prescribed debt prescribed debt at all you can't you know you can't rely on the consumer knowing about it you, you if it's prescribed don't don't demand it that money from the person right okay but it's still happening and it's happening big time and now to this case study um the the obs ombudsman's office called it uh, prescription your time is up mr banker um the complainant was a pensioner took out a personal um loan oh hold on what am i i'm I reading know. the wrong one no that's okay that's all I right. am you, indeed. You, uh, well, I, I'm reading the wrong, and now I'm going to now I'm going to have to um, remember this from um, memory. Uh, well, that's um, fine. Naughty Wendy. Um, anyway, um, what happened was that um, uh, yes, actually, not is the right one. The complainant took out a personal loan with a bank um, on the eighth of November, and he must have defaulted along the way. But he was convinced that the debt had prescribed by um, the 30th of August 2020 when he saw the debt listed on his credit record with Experian. Now, here's the thing. It's illegal to list a prescribed debt with a, with a, on someone's credit record, right? So he launched a dispute with Experian. He said the debt shouldn't have been on his record because it was prescribed. The credit bureau took it up with the bank involved, and the bank said, no, actually, his defense of a prescription did not apply, and the complaint was dismissed uh, and he has the reasoning that as it appears in the in the, in the ombuds report the bank contended that the complainant was not disputing the debt but was raising prescription which can be regarded as an acknowledgement of debt therefore prescription was interrupted can you believe it by saying the debt is prescribed you are acknowledging the debt this is incidentally because i've heard of this before why i always tell people if you get a demand for a debt and you know that it's been dormant for three years what you must say to them in writing is this alleged debt 
has prescribed. That'll stop up this nonsense. But anyway, this uh, this whole issue upsets me so much because you've taken you've borrowed money. Um, and to to stop playing the prescription game is a terrible indictment on you, um, because you 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 took the risk, you took the cash, you really should pay back your debts. And yes. I get the fact that you know debt should be eventually you know people's lives change and all of that sort of stuff. But I wonder just how many people play the prescription game um, uh, yes. and 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 yeah. seek deliberately to avoid um, setting their obligations. I. I hear you, and I'm not for one minute advocating that. What the Prescription Act sought to do was prevent, was to get credit providers to collect their debt quickly. So if you're not getting it on year two, then go to court, then get a garnishing, then do something. But you can't sell it or leave it to lie dormant. And then, I mean, this debt was, when was it? It was 2011 or something. Um, And then chase the person years later or leave it on on their credit record so they can't get any new debt. Um, by which time it is killing, you know, it's now accumulated years of, of interest and costs and all the rest. And now you, you want to collect that money. That's really what the Prescription Act was about. And it kind of gave the credit providers a bit of an out by saying, well, OK, if the person doesn't know about prescription and they don't raise it as a as a defense, then it's fair game. If they, once they agree, then, then they, they've got to pay. Anyway, the OBS, I was happy to hear, um, said that uh, they, they drew the bank's attention to the provisions of the National Credit Act, which prevents a credit, a credit provider from collecting funds on a prescribed debt. And um, in terms of the National Credit Act, prescription is a valid defense raised in any application or demand and valid in our law. It caters for a situation where a debt has indeed prescribed, but a debtor gets trapped into a payment or acknowledges debt. We consider the bank's argument flawed in law, the debt, in our view, has prescribed and the bank must not continue to collect on this debt. And um, the bank accepted that from the OBS and uh, closed its file. Um, and the, and the, the outcome or the, the, the principle that the bank wants to emphasize, that the Ombudsman wants to be emphasize here, is banks must ensure that they comply with their obligations in terms of the National Credit Act. And in respect of prescription, banks are not allowed to collect on a debt that is prescribed. I know you don't agree with this, Bruce, but it still happens. Um, if this has happened to anyone listening, now they have a lovely case study to throw back at the uh, collector, whoever it is, whatever credit provider it is, um, mm. with a foot sack. This is you. I'm not. You lost your chance. This was years ago. And 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 look, I must say, Bruce, I agree with you. I I I, I do think some people work this and um, deliberately prescribe and hope that they don't take action in those three years and they can say, ha ha. Snooze, you, you lose. I'm not paying you. But there's a lot of abuse of this, especially when debts get sold and, and the, they get a call out of the blue that the amounts never justified. There's no history on it. It's just like you owe us 4,300 Rand and how are you going to pay? Rather settle your current debts, right? Settle your current debts. Make sure you've got your head above water there and you're paying your dues. But there's a reason the Prescription Act came into being and the, the Credit Act amendment. And the credit providers must play nice along with their, with their collectors. They can't be saying, you said you've, you've said the debt is prescribed. Well, now you've acknowledged the debt. So now we, we still owe yeah. us no. money. That is completely but, perverse. 
It is dirty. No, we don't. We can't tolerate dirty play from that side either. And yeah, companies must collect the debts. If you owe or you are owed money, it is your obligation to collect the money. You, you, whatever mechanism is open Quickly. to you. And if you choose not to do so, then you know that is your choice. You fail to do your part of the bargain. You know, yes, ideally everybody should pay their bills immediately. Don't we wish that that would happen? See, so many freelancers complaining about that with the corporate sector. My goodness gracious me, there's some really appalling payment practices um, still at play. And companies that um, claim openly to pay within a small period of time and how important small enterprise is. And then they just hold people over a barrel. That's another issue. Um, the freelance payments and you know, services into the corporate sector. Uh, lots of abuses of the way in which people are paid, should be paid, and the huge measures that are put in place um, to, certainly from the uh, from the invoicee's point of view, really delay the payments. So frustrating.